0: The uh, so we're with Lester at MBWA, Chief Economist. And one of the things that I've been hearing you talk and I've been reading some stuff, and um, you don't think that we're heading into a recession as
1: far as kind of the beer industry is concerned. And so explain your thinking on that. So, so my thinking is this. What, what really happened coming out of COVID is the economy just way overproduced too much stuff right? And we've seen this. I talked about this on stage at our convention back in the fall. I was like, there's just too much stuff. We need to slow down. And that, ha- and we started slowing down way, way before any of this interest rate stuff and this talk about recession happened. So the economy was on this kind of natural course of healing. And uh, it, it, it needed to happen. And it... It was just a dynamic shift in our economy, we went from a COVID economy where everybody was at home and we were all ordering things to a more service oriented economy and businesses are typically slow to respond, you know? So it, it just takes a while for these things things to settle down. And so when I look at recessions, recessions are like what we call exogenous shocks. They're outside the system and they're shocking as in, oh crap, I didn't see that coming. And, you know, go look back on the history of, of economic recessions in the United States, and they're, they're mostly driven by external shocks where we didn't see them coming. Housing prices, oil shocks, uh, the, uh, um, the sock puppet crash, stock markets, all these things like this were driven by external shocks that, you know, the, the collective didn't see it coming. And all of a sudden, everyone's collectively sees a recession coming. Well, by definition, all the businesses are going to adjust to that. So it's going to be hard to force a, a big down economic downturn in the economy in the short term. Of course, we're going to have a recession. We always have a recession, right? They, every ten to twelve years, they come along and something happens that we have this recession. But the the the, the kind of the. The hype that went into this one was just a little uh, unfair because it's, this is a doubt. And we already started seeing these, I mean, we started seeing the tech layoffs early on uh, in 2021, where they just started to trickle in and they were coming out Amazon, there Netflix, there Peloton, they were all this, this, you know, these companies that were driven by the, the 2020, 2021 COVID economy had just over, had, had gone too far. Which companies do? We always—they always go too far, and then they have to come back. So, in terms of the exogenous shock that's going to just wake the economy up, I don't think these quarter-point interest rates are really going to do it. You know, as you can see, the housing market is kind of—it it's, it's, hasn't tanked. It's just kind of stabilized. You know, even here in Austin, which were super hot, everything just kind of leveled off It kind of plateaued. And it hasn't hit infla- that inflection point where it's headed down, but it's certainly not headed up. So it's more of a more of a plateauing or just a lull in economic activity, which is what you want. You right. need to take a break and let let this economy work itself out and things find their way.
0: Well, you know, the, the tech thing, They it seems to me like a lot of that was self-induced, I mean, because they just way overhired, and, and, they, and like in the case of Netflix, you know, they were spending against all these new viewers they got during COVID, yeah. but then they, those viewers went away, and then the, you got to cut back. And I think the tech is a separate economy um, compared to the real economy, well, yeah, <laughs> what I call the real economy, which seems to be doing okay. In beverages, um, we are seeing on the margins of people, I don't, you, you don't like the word trading down, do you? I mean, is it trading down, or is it, um,
1: what... How do consumers behave? Do you think when money's well, tighter? So, so in economics we talk about aggregates, right? And and the aggregates are the big numbers. And when we when we tell stories about the economy, we try to make them personal. You know, like Bob is unemployed; he can't afford his house. And you know, Mary Sue is over here; she's got problems. We try to make them all personal, but the aggregate economy is is very different. So, so, so what we're looking at is as that we're looking at an economy that just needs to, to slow down and, and, and change to adapt to this new reality that we have.
2: Yeah. And I think I remember you saying at a recent speech that you don't think of it as trading down so much as trading in.
1: Trading in, exactly.
2: So can you kind of expand a little more on your thinking there?
1: Well, yeah. So what we saw, and like, so we do the beer purchasers index and... You know, almost a year ago, we started seeing this change in the beer purchases index, where we saw kind of those sub-premiums start, were kind of like the winners. I don't, Everything was kind of below 50, right? <laughs> Which means it's contracting, but the, the sub-premiums were kind of growing. And, and, and at the same time, we were hearing stories about how blue-collar workers and non, the, the blue-collar workers, the plumbers, the carpenters, the, the bricklayers, the truck drivers, the bus drivers, all that, that non-tech economy were actually doing really well. And even if you're like 16 to 24, if you're in this younger age group, which we know is a declining, a smaller population than it was last year, the demand for those entry-level workers, the salaries they're commanding are outstripping inflation. So what I see was kind of a trading in is that people were actually coming back to this category that previously I thought probably weren't in there at all. Maybe they were drinking sub-premium liquor or maybe they were drinking some other Something that they personally considered to be to to be different from what they consider premium, and we put things in definitions, but and in the aggregate, but I think at the margin there was a lot of people that were actually coming back to maybe that category that weren't there before. You remember two thousand eight, two thousand ten was a jobless recovery. It was a white collar recovery. We never saw those blue collar jobs take off. They they were all stagnant, and they, they were stagnant for for years. And, uh, you know, this this time, you know, 10, 12 years later, all of a sudden the tables have turned and it's the white-collar, you know, techie jobs that are kind of losing relative strength in the economy and it's those blue-collar non super that are gaining. So I see that it's not absolute. It's not people just trading down. There's probably people trading down, but there's probably people trading in as well. So you can't look at these this market in absolute terms of people trading down or people trading up or, you know, one thing. There's multiple events happening, and I think the trading into that sub-premium category is something that happened, that is starting to happen, that might be new to this uh, kind of thinking of how the market plays out.
2: So then you think that uh, spirits are going to start to lose share of beer?
1: That's a good question, because if you look at what Discus said, you know, the vast majority of what they they, they, they. they Indicated was a gain this year, all came from five percent uh, liquor in a can. You know, so they just kind of mimic beer with yeah, liquor in a it's can. A, it's a nice hedge. <laughs> yeah, think about and, that and, and they're real. We don't even know what they're. You know, they're absolutely. And, and discus numbers are discus numbers. It's a trade association. It's a mismatch of methodologies that you know don't necessarily net out to the whole. But you know, we've been predicting this for twenty years. We saw. Distilled spirits slowly methodically gain share on beer we don't know what that equilibrium weight is I think back in the 70s 70s they were pretty much equal in terms of share and ethanol If you go way back to uh, way back uh, in the data you can see where they're pretty equal and beer obviously took off and now they're coming back to some kind of equal. Equilibrium. Will they? Will they ever beat us? Maybe. Maybe not. Well, we have the means to make sure that doesn't happen. I think if we all work together.
2: I have one more trading question because one thing we've heard a lot this year at our summit and then today on the set, people are trading all in more packs and beer for sure. We've heard. We've heard that consistently. So if that's the case, I mean that might be better from a margin perspective, but it's not going to be great for a volume perspective, right? So. How do you think that plays out
1: for beer? I love the smaller pack. I love seven house ponies. You've heard me say, talk about them before. Four house beers, we call them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're 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 great to have George around. George, give me the eye. He's <laughs> giving me the You're cut bonds post man. eye. You're the boss. Yeah. Does it matter? we got to do everything we can. I mean, stop focusing on volume, volume, volume. Think about occasion, occasion, occasion. Think about what you can do with these products to get them just more widely distributed and widely accepted. So, yes, for me, volume is secondary. Primary is the occasion and the opportunity to grow the category, not just in volume, but as a measurement of occasions, as a measurement of acceptance and all those other things that I think are non-quantifiable as much as i mean everyone just goes about the volume 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 but and dollars dollars but we got to think a little bit more expansive about how we get how we're going to make this category grow
0: well then let's talk about volume then what happened so you know 2022 was a, was a tough year tough comps maybe
1: um, tough comp year
0: and so you know And now, 2023, we saw Boston's guidance was very weak, and so are we going to have back-to-back years of just really shitty shipments, like, I don't think we've
1: seen since, like, 92? I don't think so. I think what happened in 2021 was, 2021 was this huge, you know, seltzer over-delivery. I think 2022, kind of the RTDs kind of came on in force, and there's that 5% liquor in a can kind of pushed beer aside. I... I personally see the liquor in the can not having a lot of, uh, not a lot of legs. I think, you know, the velocity of those products will stagnate. Retailers will become disillusioned with dusty cans sitting on their shelves. And hopefully they come back to beer. If beer plays its cards correctly, it can come forward with that story of velocity and turn. And how you're going to make more money turning cases of beer than you are having some kind of specialty cocktail in a, can sitting there collecting dust.
0: Yeah, that's right? twenty bucks a four
1: pack. Right. Yeah. You know, it's just you know, it's called the feather dusters, right? Like I said, MBWA needs to have feather dusters and just hand them out to retailers. Uh, that beer, you know, beer doesn't collect dust. Liquor in a can and wine does. You know, you're, you're, you can go around yeah, and dust your go. things and just remember that beer
0: is better. The wine the wine salesmen are called peacocks. Yeah. They always have feather dusters in <laughs> their back pocket. get there's a peacock on, guys. in my neighborhood, is... and it's springtime, I... so he's hollering, and there's no female peacocks, so he's Those just answers. hollering for no good. Wait, why is he
2: in your neighborhood?
1: I,
0: I don't know. I got, we have a. There's some old lady that puts a newsletter together and puts it in our mailboxes, and the peacock made it through the freeze because somebody <laughs> put it in his garage, and. We don't know who the peacock belongs to but it just runs around. I chase it in my one wheel sometimes. It's fun. I've tried to run there. There were uh, two geese on my neighbor's house this morning just barking away. It was I li- I feel like I live in a nature preserve. You did it by
2: the zoo.
0: It's yeah, it's by the botanical garden, and, yeah. and yeah, the golf course, And the golf course. Are so you the yeah. guy
1: stealing the monkeys in Dallas? And
0: the Dallas Zoo <laughs> needs to just get their act together. They they're always losing animals. It's and crazy. It's there's got to be an inside job. There's some troll that works there that's just latching cages open when he leaves <laughs> at night.
1: Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So anyway. Trading up, trading down, trading across. I mean, these are, like I said, you look at the economy in an aggregate as a whole and inside of it, all these things are going on. So it's just not one thing happening. It's multiple events that are going on to drive these aggregate numbers forward. Say that Say that again, because we got women shouting in the background.
2: What's happening with inventories?
1: Inventories across the board were very high at the end of the year. At the end of 2021, we knew beer was way overstocked. We I mean, knew it was way overstocked with seltzers, and we heard the, the the result was seltzer. You know, people were writing down their excess inventories and getting rid of them. The end of 2022, it, it it almost spread to the rest of the economy. I mean, I think it was it, it's 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 endemic it across the entire economy. There's just too much stuff. Another a guy posted another thing today, did, randomly on LinkedIn about just how there's too much stuff out there things have slowed down and the, and the, the machine of, of, of production just kept on marching on and they weren't getting those signals that hey, slow down so I think inventory is high I think, I do believe that you know it's the liquor industry and their liquor in a can their 5% in a can that is, is way too much for inventories out there and,
0: and it, it, it probably doesn't have a code date on it or it's really long yeah. um
1: Oh, it's got to be and long. Those
0: guys just aren't used to rotating. I mean, they don't, code dates don't really mean much to the, so loading up inventory is kind of a natural thing for the liquor guy. I mean, Diageo's famous for loading inventory, even on the beer side, because yeah. they forget that beer is perishable sometimes, I think. We're we'll going to cut that in post. To make a mark. <laughs> but, uh, but you know, inventories do seem high, and also there's that, kind of that being bit by the dog, the seltzer mm-hmm. dog, the dog there's kind of went through that pain two years ago of having yeah. all that excess inventory. Um, how much does having high inventory affect the beer purchasers index? Because it it, it might uh, if you have higher inventories, it might make you um, less uh, optimistic.
1: Absolutely, and we saw that, and we saw that through pretty much from about April and May of 2022 all the way into this year is that every, beer distributors were just very cautious through 2022. They didn't order a whole bunch they were ma- keeping those inventories kind of like right around that sweet spot but they were always very cautious. and we knew that because all the price increases and everyone know, had price increases are going to kind of screw things up lower demand or not. so everyone was very cautious throughout uh, 2022 and even into 2023 uh, we've seen that same thing and so you know good you know that's what you want to be you want to be cautious you don't want to be left holding all this inventory that you know you have to crush and destroy so you know and and when we got to the december and you saw that huge drop off but then you saw the december inventory shoot to the sky i mean i know it wasn't beer it was all liquor you know it was all liquor that stuffed the channel to get to the end of the year, to get to some big growth numbers, and shame, shame on you for stuff in the channel. That's the oldest, oldest trick in the book. And it doesn't you know? work. I mean... No, it always comes I mean, back to bite you in the ass. Yeah.
0: Sometimes it can make you you know, go out in the trade and cut special deals just to get the inventory gone through, but then that creates another problem yeah. of, of you know,
2: your pricing getting all out of whack. So go ahead, Jordan. Uh, no, I was just going to say, you... Uh you made the remark, and I think Harry will like this one, but the whole middle tier, not just beer distributors, um, could use a little Metamucil. Yeah. <laughs> and do you think they're taking their daily dose, and when do you think things could kind of start to return to normal, or will they ever return to normal? Well, no, what I, we saw?
1: Once again, what is normal, right. number one. And, and number two, how, you know, price is the thing that clears the market. Right? I mean prices are you operate in a free market capitalist society and you know supply and demand come together and prices what clears the market. When you have too much, you have to make a choice. Do I destroy it and get rid of it to kind of pay my price and re bring equilibrium back or do I allow prices to adjust such that I want to clear? So I think retailers are gonna be much more willing to count and, and capture whatever they can. Whereas you get the middle tier will be a little bit less likely to do that, and the supplier tier will be even you know less likely. So it, we gotta we gotta watch this play out. We have too much we have too much alcohol in the system right now. Price has got. It. To, to to help it clear at least at the retail level. Right. I mean, I think there will
0: be. This will be a hot discount summer. I mean, we're already seeing it for the Super Bowl. Some price drops. And, yeah. Um, just you, all the elements are there: high inventory, lower demand. Um, yeah. You know, these guys got to make their. But the
1: price is such price. a fascinating thing. Like I've, I've gone to retailers and three different prices. Right. You got the shelf price. You got the club price. And then you got some kind of promotional price. So if you look at like once again, if you look at the CPI and the general price level that we report out on every month, the government reports out the Bureau of Labor Statistics, you know, that doesn't account for all this promotional and discounting and club pricing. It doesn't account for any substitution and trading around and things like that. It's just a it's just a straight price level. And what happens in the in the alcohol beverage industry is there's a lot more dynam you know a lot more dynamics going on with the ability to cross promote and to, to do club pricing and to do all these other things that drive consumer behavior that we won't see in the actual CPI data.
0: I just uh, I love how everybody when they see a camera and microphones operating they congregate right next to you and have little and have little cheer sessions.
1: Do you want to hit pause? They want to talk to us.
0: Oh,
2: go ahead. Yeah, just asking you, do you have any
0: perfect to recover any premises well, or or full regulation here?
1: No, no, I'm staying
2: here.
0: You staying here? Yes, okay. we're just doing a... Okay. Oh, okay. Sorry about that. You we're know- almost yeah. done. Yeah, I, I had it checked in, but I'm very sh- okay. Thanks. We're almost wrapping it up anyway. <laughs> Do I, have a <laughs> I, I I forgot I'm in Travis County. The, the, the d- I can see them. Yeah. They're, they're not happy. happy. Yeah, yeah. We'll just pull off the first season those.
2: So yeah,
0: I'll I'll make like we'll just keep this on.
1: So uh, what else? Um, what else is shaking? So <laughs> we're gearing up for Ledge conference. Yeah. So legislative conference is coming up here soon, and that's where we all get together and go to the hill and do our do our our our, our civic duty of telling our elected officials what a great job beer is doing. Uh, we're working on beer serves America, so we'll have new beer serves America numbers to talk about. And, you know, all the employment and wages. And does beer can. serve America? It does. So <laughs> so many people have jobs. Because of beer. History Did you too.
0: know that the Mayflower came and landed on Plymouth Rock because they ran out of beer? Exactly. Beer and victuals, I think. I love it when the, we, we've trod out that old story whenever. I mean, it's true, it's a true story, but. Um.
1: Yeah, no, no. I mean, it's revisionist history. Yeah, <laughs> you know, there's nothing wrong with revisionist history. I mean, you, you, I, I you think they were out of, of food too. That was pretty important. <laughs> and water. Food and beer. It's beer, it's beer, water beer. beer. So we continue to work with the beer and cito, and we will have a big, you know, big press release on that. Uh, BPI, I think, is coming into a very interesting point in its evolution. It's been about five, six years now that I've been doing it. Yeah. Uh, it's the simplest of methodologies, right? But has the most predictive outcomes. I mean, with with the BPI we saw cider peak and turn down way before anyone knew it. We saw FMB's, we saw the Seltzer Craze peak and turn down. Uh, we saw, you know, the, that little bit of growth in that low premiums ahead of you know. Way before anyone started talking about a recession and trading down, so it has this per, this peculiar simplicity to it that has a lot of power. The people are paying attention to it, so we like that a lot. You yeah. saw
2: Mexican imports kind of slow in last year, right?
1: That's Yuck. transitory, Jen. It's
2: transitory,
1: just like inflation was.
2: Well, ask me. Ask us again in a month.
1: Well, it will be transitory. interesting to see where that 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 import number. Hits. I mean, because it's getting, it's come down, and it it operated. It, for a long time, it operated in that sixty to seventy band, and then it dropped to the, the kind of the fifty-five to sixty, and now it's it's in a, a new band. So you kind of see it go. But it's interesting because it, you know imports can't be a hundred percent of imports. They can't be a hundred percent of the economy of the beer market. So they, at some point, people need to go from thumbs up, I'm ordering more, to I'm ordering about the same. And that's when that thing, that's when that, that that you get back to that kind of like, oh, I'm in a good spot. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with being at a 50 or a 52, yeah. because you want that predictability. I mean, brewers need to plan their brewing schedules way in advance. Can makers, bottle makers, barley growers, hop growers, everyone needs a stable, predictable kind of future. And getting away from all this erratic ups and downs, and it's is it doesn't help all this planning that goes into the beer industry, so I advocate for a nice fifty-fifty kind of point Every, where everything, yeah, just give me give me <laughs> predictability, predictability. <laughs> give me simplicity. Let me know that what I what what i I made today and what I ordered today and what I sell today is a pretty good approximation of what's going to happen tomorrow, because then that supply chain and the the, the economics of the brewing industry become a lot more profitable, right? profitable, predictable, efficient, and all those other good things. Well, we have. I mean,
0: John Lane told us the other day that premium lights are back growing in his establishments and mm-hmm. um, kind of that rush to brands that you already know that we saw during COVID is continuing on. Um, you know, I, how I, I've i advised like our people and stuff, you know, don't put a lot of emphasis on import, the, the monthly import shipment report. I oh. mean, it's just, it's it's a lot of up and down, but a lot of that is just inventory that hasn't maybe hit yet or you know, especially if it's coming overseas, but even from Mexico, I, it it just seems real
1: bumpy. Well, it is well, it is bumpy. But what it, what matters is the annualized, the aggregate data, what happens year over year, and what the shares are, and what the direction is. And you know, back in the '80s, it was all Canadian imports, right? And Mexicans weren't even fairly registered, and now. You know, he drinks Molson or Moosehead or Labat anymore, and it's all the Mexican. Unless you're in Buffalo. Unless you're in Buffalo. But things.
2: Should buy beef come,
1: right? right. But things will change. The dynamics of the market will change such that there'll be something else that starts growing here as things, you know, the, the, the Mexican share of the market kind of plateaus and levels off at some kind of peak. Uh, something else will come in and start growing.
2: Jumping back to BPI for a second, Lester, I wanted to ask. Um, as you have it right now you have F&B's and Seltzer's together how do you kind of like parse out because it seems like F&B's are still doing fairly well so how do you like parse out is it really Seltzer just dragging that whole entire um, segment down or are F&B's kind of
1: well, I think F F&B and pro- are probably giving it a little bit of weight, but once again, I just ask. This is a this is a, a general feeling, a sentiment yeah. index. Yeah, I'm not asking anyone to do an accounting or a reconciliation right. or run any bu- numbers on this. I'm like, yeah, in this beyond beer category, you already more or less are about the same. Yeah, that's all I really care about. And, gotcha. You know, it's you know, for the most of these guys, their their seltzer portfolios have mo- mostly outweighed their F and B's. So we should it should be. Pretty cool to see what happens this year to see if there's you know, your twisted Ts right. and your uh, you know, some of your more different F and bs that are coming back start balancing out to drop and get closer to twisted it. Twisted T, man. Who knew? Oh.
0: What are your um so you know we never got around to doing a predictions issue this
1: year. What are your top predictions for this year
0: for the rest of the year?
1: My top predictions would be, wow, it's a good question. From the, for the economy or for the beer yeah. market for the alcohol bubble.
0: I would say for the economy and how it affects the beer market.
1: Okay, so my prediction for the economy and how it affects the beer market would be as follows. I kind of see I kind of see the ones anticipating the recession. And in anticipating this recession, we've already accounted for it, right? And yeah. we hear that in the stock market gibberish that people talk about. Oh, we've already built in this, you know, built in that. Faked and in. right? You know, but I, I mean, literally, we're expecting these things to happen, so we're we're, we're planning for them. And we're going to see the economy; it's going to do, it's going to be resilient, like the, the beer market. I think it, it'll be resilient. It will, it'll power through the changes. We'll see some. We'll have. Absolutely, going to have surprises, right? But that's the nature of where what we do. Like we're working in a, in a free market economy that lends itself to surprises. There's not some guy in a you know Politburo telling exactly month after month what we're going to do. So the, the the surprises that pop up are going to be more positive than negative, I think, for our for our uh, for our, our beer market, so to speak. And I think, we, you know, as we shift out of kind of... I haven't yet put my my thoughts around it, but it is much more of an... Like, we're not so much of a consumer economy as we're going to be a little bit more of an industrial economy, I think. We need right. to we need to work on infrastructure. We depleted our oil reserves. We're burning through ammunitions and steel and metal at a phenomenal we're rate. We're making beer out of dandelions, for God's sake. <laughs> You know, there's a lot of industrial, you know... Um, Economic activity that's going to happen that I don't think we've seen before. That's going to be that's going to be a game changer, I think, for uh, people that are working in the economy and what they drink. Yeah.
0: Well, thank you, Lester, for being part of this. You're, you're welcome. Band. Been friends for how many years?
1: It's been doing this for a while. Yeah.
0: Well, yeah. I appreciate you coming on, and uh, let's uh, let's have lunch or something if you're. Excellent. There. All right. Okay.